Hi, thanks for tuning into the Beauty from Brokenness podcast. I'm Haley, and I am so excited to talk to you about friendship today, specifically the importance of surrounding yourself with secure women. I've learned over time that secure friends can have honest, healthy conversations. Secure friendships support one another, and they don't worry about the relationship. Secure friendships can celebrate one another's light. If this is what you strive for in your relationships too, then sit back and get ready for an awesome episode. My name is Haley, and you're listening to the Beauty From Brokenness podcast. I'm a mom, wife, and blogger. In my life before kids, I was in event planning, dance coaching, small group leading, church going socialite who had it all together. But simultaneously, I was partying, people pleasing, past processing, sad and lonely on the inside. When I became a mom, being home alone with my thoughts, a baby and no schedule just about broke me. But God had other plans. And with his help, I began to take giant steps into becoming a new version of myself that was better than I ever could have imagined. In this podcast, you can expect to hear just about everything from faith to friendship to failure and what I've learned. The goal? to become better versions of ourselves today than we were yesterday. Heyo, this is Haley Leverty, and I am so excited to be bringing you this episode of the Beauty From Brokenness podcast. Uh, Let me tell you guys something right now. I'm going to tell you something that's really honest. I am totally sitting in a disaster zone. Like the toy room is turned completely upside down and there are more sprinkles and Legos on the ground than there are floorboards right now. (laughs) Oh, there are dishes all around me and my fingers were sticky as I was typing the podcast up, but my heart is so full. It's so full that I just had to sit down and work on this. And in the past, that is not something I would have been able to do. I never would have been able to sit down and work on something, let alone a podcast with a mess around me. I mean, it just would have been too distracting, but I would also argue that for the last 30 some years of my life, I was also never fully alive either. I talk about this frequently, how having a real relationship with God has changed my life. It's changed my marriage, my thought process, my words, my confidence, you know, in showing the world exactly who I am. But what the culmination of all those things has probably affected the most is who I'm friends with and how I friend. And I have a lot of podcasts about friends for that reason. It's a super important subject for me. And I think a good way to put it is that I've learned when it's okay to leave some relationships right where they're at. And on the flip side, I've honed in on when it's a good idea to really dive deep. And I really think when you're being your authentic self, I always like to say like people can sense genuine. And I am really just trying to put a lot more effort into being present, even in my very short, nice to meet you acquaintance conversations. I'm really trying to throw my heart in, even if it's only a couple of the words, but I'm telling you something magical is happening. Like I'm revealing little bits and pieces of my heart. Like I said, even if it's in just a limited interaction and the other person they're sensing it and and we both sense it. And sometimes both of us want more. And that's where those awesome, beautiful, gratifying relationships that I always talk about are born. And I'm not trying to give myself a bunch of credit here other than to say that I finally just started believing what God has been telling me and what he's telling you all along. And that is that I'm loved and that I was made wonderfully, not just part of me, the part that's good or goes to church on Sunday or does the right thing or leads a small group or has a good day with the kids. But I was made wonderfully in that all of me was made wonderfully. And you better believe that includes my mistakes. I am who I am because of the mistakes. 
And God still calls me his daughter. And he still calls you his daughter too. I don't care where you're at or what you've done. It is okay to tell the truth and be exactly who you are because that's what sets us free. God didn't make us to play it safe all the time and act perfect. How boring and tiring. It's no wonder all of my relationships used to wear me out. I don't know about you, but it turns out now that I know the difference, I was wearing a super heavy mask all the time. And I really have found that God didn't create us to have 100 surface level relationships. I really don't think he did. He created us to be authentic and open up with each other, share wisdom, carry each other's burdens in every sense of the term and be each other's cheerleaders. And there are literal guidelines that I follow with my friendships these days. They're laid out in the podcast, The Friendship Contract, which I believe with all my heart is so good for anyone who's wondering, well, what does a good friend even look like or how do I become one? It's an awesome podcast. But anyway, one of the bullet points that I love the most in the friendship contract is that as your friend, I promise to celebrate your light. It's one of the most important aspects to any friendship. And what I'm talking about is being secure. Uh, Today, I want to focus on the importance of surrounding yourself with women who are secure with themselves. I mean, you have to surround yourself with secure women. It's the only way that you'll be able to be authentic and grow past surface level. And I think we all like to dip our toes in the pool of authenticity with one another. Like once we're comfortable in a friendship, you know, it takes a while. But once we do, one of two things will happen. We'll admit something that's maybe not so safe to admit at first. And then if you're like me, we'll likely have anxiety. Like, oh, should I have said that? Should I apologize? Is that going to hurt me later? Was that taken the wrong way? Ah, but if we push push through that and we're brave and we get that trusted advice and confidentiality in return, then another phase happens, right? Like the trust phase. And it's, it's the trust phase where we let our guard down. We talk about the hard things, not in a negative tone, but in a way that lifts one another up. Like, for example, my friends and I talk honestly about the challenges of kids and marriage but it's in a way that still honors our families. Like something I love about my friends is that all of us seriously, seriously love each other's husbands and want the best for them. So when I say we discuss challenges, they're always talked about in a way that truly honors the great men that we have in our lives. We don't bash. We bring one another up. We feel and we carry one another's burdens. Like I'm, I'm getting choked up just thinking about it and how much that camaraderie is meant for my life. There is something so special about the rich friendship that I am describing. Every woman deserves to have it. It fills a void that you didn't even know that you had. Like, kind of like when you have a kid and then you try to imagine your life without them. It's hard to do. And that's how I feel about these women. And sometimes all it takes is just one person being brave before everyone else's shoulders relax. And one by one, we hear those words, me too. I mean, is there anything more powerful than those words? than in realizing you're not alone in something you're walking through. As women, I think most of us have been so beat up by our old relationships that even when we do stumble across these really good, healthy ones, we don't trust that they're real. <laughs> like We don't trust that there's actually someone out there who could see us, you know, like take in all the goodness in our lives and still love us. It's easy to receive love when you're screwing up or you're being vulnerable, but when you're not minimizing the good parts of your life and you still have someone who can embrace you, well, then you're blessed. Be friends with that girl, the one who can hold her own and be happy for you. Even when you're achieving or receiving something she doesn't have and maybe desperately wants, 
That's the definition of a secure friend. Don't ever hang out with someone who can't be happy for you. Gosh, that was me up until a few years ago. So I'm going to say that one again. Don't hang out with women who can't be happy for you, period. They're not ready for you. Something needs to be worked out in their own lives that has nothing to do with you and it's not your job to help. We have enough people to help as women and moms. We need our friends to be at our level or above, confident about who they are and who they are in Christ. That is the only scenario where we grow to be more authentic in our relationships and where we trust friends enough to shoulder the bad, but also the good that happens. Like life is good sometimes and it's okay to celebrate it, right? Be friends with people who can celebrate your light. I have a friend who recently built this gorgeous home. I mean, it is beyond beautiful. And side note, this friend is also a beautiful person inside and out, but her house was featured in a magazine, like a a pretty big magazine around these parts. And when I asked her about it, she said she hadn't really wanted to post about it for fear of what others might think. Like she said she didn't post because she didn't want to step on any toes. And let me tell you something, fear like that is so learned. It's learned through hard relationships and toxic experiences. Somewhere along the line, this friend of mine had received the mixed message that her happiness was only allowed when everyone else was happy too. Gosh, and if you could see this friend's heart, it's like she deserves every bit of happy and I wanted nothing more than to shout from the rooftops about her beautiful home and how proud she should be of it. I really do relate though. I completely understand because I used to be that way and I still am sometimes, but (laughs) this is a funny example, but like I don't use 900 emojis anymore to make sure that my texts are being conveyed properly and friendly because in my world, even if I've sent a confusing text, it doesn't hold weight in my relationships anymore. And if it does, bye, Felicia. (laughs) I mean, life is too short, isn't it? Like maybe that's why it's so much easier to make friends as a mom because we simply don't have time for BS. There is no better way to put it. I mean, we don't have time for surface level. We don't have time to read into the situation We don't have time or precious mind space to worry. I said this before. I'm going to say it again. We have enough to take care of without any of that worry or anxiety or friendship drama in our lives. And we're commanded not to worry. I mean, the Bible says, like, don't worry or be anxious ever. I think I read somewhere that it says that 25 times in the New Testament alone. Did you know that? Like, worry is equivalent to unbelief because it's saying to God that we think he's made an error in judgment. Worrying says, well, we think we could run things better than he can, that he isn't getting it. And I think, I know because this is how I used to be, a lot of us think that if we worry enough, then maybe we can prevent pain from happening. That if we tiptoe and overthink and overanalyze enough, then we can have those perfect friendships. And if we're doing all of that, well, then we will have perfect friendships. But newsflash, No healthy relationship is a perfect one because perfect isn't real. Is it scary to be vulnerable and real with other women? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) That's why you have to be very picky about the good ones to begin with. You don't need to go be vulnerable with everyone you meet on the street. But I, I do promise you that when you do get to that level, like one deep, real relationship is better than a dozen surface level ones. I think everyone would agree with me. Once you taste the difference, you can't go back. When I'm with those good friends, I'm really, I'm still working on this, but I'm learning to shut the worry down like the moment it enters my mind. So like if I walk away from a conversation or a play date or a coffee date or whatever the thing was, and I start to wonder like how they actually feel about me, I do one of two things. I ask myself if I'm having an insecure moment because of my past with other women, 
Or I ask myself, gosh, is this a good friendship for me right now? Like the moment you feel like you have to justify who you are or defend what you're doing or overcompensate in some way, you know what I'm talking about? I think that's a sign that there's insecurity somewhere, either on your part or theirs. And it's it's important to figure out which one it is and work it out. I mean, insecurity does nothing but fester and destroy relationships over time. Insecurity and jealousy and any of that toxic stuff. Yuck. I feel like I'm repeating myself over and over again. So I'm going to tie all of this together with one of my favorite quotes of all time. You've probably heard me say it before, but it's stop minimizing who you are in order to make others feel comfortable. Stop minimizing who you are in order to make others feel comfortable. Believe that you're worthy of good, solid relationships. Be picky about who you spend your time with. Be real and don't worry. And on the days that you do struggle, repeat after me. I am a masterful creation of God's. He loves me and he knows me, flaws and all, and he accepts me. I have to be okay with me before anyone else will be. If I pray for and make room for them, there are godly, loving women waiting for my friendship, excited about friendship with me, excited to go deep and push me towards an even better version of myself. I am loved, I am forgiven, and I am accepted. You have yourself a wonderful day and remember how loved you truly are. (music) 